into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! little 90s for you guys. Do you recognize that music at all? Here we go. That is Spin Doctors. Yes, Two Princes. Big hit for them. I assume, I think I was their only hit, actually. So, who knows? But I figured probably in this episode, hi, welcome. This is Playing House After Show. We're doing Season 2, Episode 6. And I'm going to probably butcher your name, but it's Kimawa Cup. The title of this episode, Kimawa Cup. It's the camp that they're at, so it kind of makes sense, right? I'm James Lodge Jr. I'm your host tonight. I'm your only host tonight. <laughs> Due to some orf- unforeseen problems with the automobile, my co-host, Patrick Zachary, can't make it tonight. It was last minute thing. He could not make it. And I wish Patrick all the best of luck because we live in Los Angeles and we need our cars. <laughs> We really do. Uh, nothing's close by. So he couldn't be here tonight. He wishes he was here. So hi, Patrick. Well, I guess we'll see you next week when we do the season finale. We have two episodes next week and one big season finale already. It's crazy. So you have me tonight. We're going to talk about playing house tonight, and I'm going to do my best. And you see I have two drinks. I'm double fisting it tonight. Mm. I have to guess which one's in what. Water, bourbon. Water, bourbon. I don't know. Actually, they're both water. So let's begin. So this episode, of course, was hilarious, and uh, it, it takes place mostly in the woods. But we do open up with uh, Maggie and Emma doing, explaining to us they have a, it's a girls' weekend, something that they used to do, but haven't done in a long time. So now they're going to do this girls' weekend, and they show, of course, Bruce, her ex-husband. He's there. We, we love him, and he's he's actually there holding baby Charlotte, who is one of the cutest babies. Like on television, just so cute. And so they're there, and Rabbi Dan, of course, and they're all there saying goodbye to the ladies. And what's really funny is Maggie's a little nervous of Bruce taking care of the baby, and you know she's like, "It'll be fine. It'll go okay. It'll be fine." And meanwhile, Emma is saying goodbye to her man. They are hot and heavy. Suddenly, they are hot and heavy. They can't get enough of each other. It's like a sickening display. It's crazy, and we're thinking. What happened last week when she was on the, the couch with Mark, her ex? Hmm. But she's into him right now, and they're saying goodbye. And he hands her, the rabbi hands Emma, a mixtape, which actually is a CD. <laughs> I remember having mixtapes when I was a kid. I remember my taping things off the radio. I know this is all crazy. This is like ancient history, the 80s. And I had to tape things off the radio, and then I'd I'd wait for the song to come on, try to get it right after the opening, like, you know, station identification stuff, try to get it, then I get it before it ends, and I get a bunch of them, and give them to your girlfriend or whatever afterwards. It was like this cute little thing you used to do back then. And then I remember making mixed CDs in the 90s. I get all these songs, put them together, give them to friends, make cool titles and things for them. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really still do stuff like that nowadays, so it's kind of funny that he made a mixed tape cd for her and it was basically of jam bands 
there's this big thing about jam bands, like Fish. I never understood those bands either myself, so I kind of agreed with uh, Maggie that they just are not, I don't know, just feels like people just playing music for no particular reason, I guess. I don't know. But that's just me. Nothing against them, of course. I mean, I mean, they're, you know, doing their thing. But part of this episode was so funny because everyone was just like, okay, that's great. Because they have to drive to this place. So they say goodbye to their men's. They say goodbye to the baby. And are off. And we're thinking as viewers, oh, good, it's be another girl adventure. They're going up there. They got, we see the two girls getting into some kind of mischief. Well, that did change. So they get there. And one of the songs, actually, that we like while we played in the beginning was uh, Spin Doctor's Two Princes. And there's a significance to that, apparently. As they're talking, as they're driving up, Maggie asks Emma if they have sex to jam bands. And she's like, no. Funny, though, he likes listening to Two Princes by Spin Doctors. So there you go. And it comes up a little later. So it's kind of funny. They get to the place. Actually, for me, this place was beautiful. I mean, it was like fully furnished, of course, kind of, you know, old kind of style with nice tables and wood chairs and, and cushy couches and everything. And they get there. And what was amazing to me, because I own homes somewhere else and we've, I've, I've grown people who had like a, uh, vacation homes, nothing was tarped up. I was like, uh, everything was just like brand new, no dust on anything. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, why isn't it like, you know, usually you have to uncover stuff and it's just completely just like, oh, it's just like new and fresh. Like they've been there last week. And it's kind of funny. Um, and of course all the trappings were in there. Like they had things that remind me of kind of vacation time. Um, a puzzle that's almost done. <laughs> like jigsaw, I love jigsaw puzzles. They say they're good for your brain doing puzzles. I had um, a grandmother and my mom and a few other people who, you know, as they got older, they started doing puzzles a lot and they kept them going. True stuff. Keeps your mind trying to get there, you know. I saw like the 500. I remember mom used to do like the 1500 ones. Those pieces, have you seen those? Like it's just like you get the border after that, you're like, I don't know what to do. You get the whole thing outlined. And they go, I have like 20,000 blue pieces. What do I do with that? Crazy. But I love puzzles. And so they have this nice little thing there. She's been working on it for three years. So it's kind of magazine working on it. So that's there. Um, they said it smells like sunscreen and bourbon. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, and she goes, just like our childhood. So you can only imagine they would come there all the time and have a good time there. And so it's a nice little home. Uh, looks like they had several bedrooms, bathrooms. It was, it was great. Really enjoyed it. So... They decided they have a whole weekend planned. This is going to be girls' weekend. It's just two of them. Now, at first when you said girls' weekend, I thought maybe other girls were going to join them. But no, it's just the two of them. Maggie and Emma getting back to themselves. Maggie just had a baby. You know, everything, you know, they want to get to just them and be together. Meanwhile, Dan keeps calling. All he calls again. We don't know what they're talking about, but he calls. She takes the call. They're talking later on. He calls again. She takes the call. Maggie's a little annoyed. I mean, I don't know about you out there, but I've been in a situation a couple times, and it is kind of annoying when you when you plan something with one of your closest friends, you haven't seen each other in a long time, or you guys are just really busy with life, and you get together. And I don't know if you're necessarily like a girl's weekend, but even like a night together. Like you're like, okay, we can get together. We're going to hang out and watch TV, drink, eat pizza, whatever. And their man or chick you know, calls and keeps calling. Or nowadays texting. They're like, hello, I'm trying to hang out with you. So I can totally see where Maggie was kind of like, okay. But then, of course, on Emma's side, it's exciting. It's new. You're in that honeymoon stage, they call it, of course. You can't help yourself. You know, you call, you see his name on the phone. 
you want to get to it. So it's a very realistic um, kind of friendship. I'm trying to think what the word was like, just something. There's something that they, they normally would come up in life, and that's what I love about the show. They do realistic situations along with the slapsticky stuff, but they're really realistic, and they talk about um, issues that come up between friends. And this was just kind of one of those things you can see where one's in a relationship, one isn't, and it's it's kind of going back and forth. So that's one little kind of through line that happens out there. So Dan keeps calling. So remember that because you know we'll come up a little later. They decide to go to a cocktail party. Because they have these nemesises, nemesis, nemesis, the nemesis. I don't know. I don't know how you say that plural. You can always tweet me and tell me how plural it is. Oh yeah, my my tweeting my tweeting place is Black Hope LA, and that's B L A K O B L A K H O P E L A. See, I need Patrick here to help me spell out my own Twitter name. It's kind of crazy. Um, you can always tweet me at hashtag ABTV Playing House and tell me how to pronounce the plural of several nemesis. <laughs> See, I can't even get the right. I can't get the right either. But I went to school crazy i am educated i am i really am um and so they decide to go to this this party because there's this big race the next day there's a boat race so the whole thing is they want to kick their asses at this boat race and so we meet i'm thinking at first they didn't really say who they were i'm thinking it'd be two chicks no so they go to this cocktail this cocktail party they're drinking this lemonade they turn around it's these two guys uh, in real life, they're the Skyler twins. Uh, you may have seen them on a lot of VH1 specials, like I love the 90s, I love the 2000s. Um, they're identical. One wears glasses, one doesn't. They do a lot of comedy. Uh, and they play on this episode, the Custerman twins. And I like them. They're really funny. And uh, they dress alike, and they talk and sync, and they do all these funny twinning things. It's, it's really interesting. So they they come walking over. And so we learn those are their adversaries. Let's try another word. Rivals, adversaries, try some other synonyms. I guess I can do that. See, I do have some education. So they meet up. And so we get a sense of from a long time ago, they've just been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Emma and Maggie um, try to let them know they're going to beat them this time in this boat race. And the boat race, it's a paddle boat race, which is kind of funny. So you kind of have to get in these paddle boats and, and win. So they're drinking this lemonade. And what's funny is the twins are like, I'm glad you enjoy the lemonade because that's our lemonade. They turned it into their, their little lemonade stand as a kid into a million-dollar business. You know, I wish I had ideas like that. And all kinds of things when I was a kid, and I didn't think of making it into a business later. I mean, I have my own business now, of course, but I didn't come to me until about six years ago. But that was very cool. So they have their own business. They have their own lemonade. And they're, so I guess they're rich. And so they're back there also. And it's a big rivalry we got to set up. So we know. These two sets are going to go against each other. Uh, oh, their first names are Ronnie and Conrad. I forgot to say that. Their names are Ronnie and Conrad. Meanwhile, Dan calls again. This time I think it's more of FaceTiming. They keep calling and FaceTiming. So she runs off, leaves Maggie with the twins. Maggie's kind of pissed about that. So this is all kind of building and building up. That this will be a girls weekend and, and Emma's not really fully engaged. She's not fully present. Again, I think we've all been there at some point in our time with our friends sometimes, or family members, where we're not fully present. So he's getting a little upset about that. So they're back at the hotel, hotel, back at the cabin, and they're about to talk about what they're going to do next, what they're going to do tomorrow, get up early, do all this stuff. Dan calls again. So she's like, I'm not going to answer the phone. And meanwhile, they're doing this kind of like girls thing where she's homegirl's hair is in curlers, and Emma's doing Maggie's face like in a smoky eye. It was kind of, kind of fun little girl stuff. 
Um, he calls, and it's funny. She's like, I'm not going to answer the phone. Or maybe I should. And Maggie's, and Maggie says a line that I think is, is kind of funny. She says, uh, what kind of emergency? A rabbinical sex emergency? And I started laughing. I was like, is that a word? Because I make up words all the time. So I was like, that's kind of funny. So she's like, well, I don't know. So he answers the phone. And he's like, I'm outside. Homeboy shows up. Ooh, have you ever been that there, too, where you're like, it's supposed to be girls' night out or guys' night out, and they bring their girlfriend? One person does it. Or brings their boyfriend, and you're like, really? It's supposed to be us. Why are you bringing the chick or the dude? Like, it's supposed to be us. So I fell for Maggie. Maggie's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. So he shows up, and of course he's like, well, you know, I don't mean to intrude, but she said she missed me and wish I was there, and so I'm here. And I'm like, okay. That was kind of weird. Cut to, and this is Patrick's favorite part of the show. And I'm so sad he's not here to talk about it with me because he loves this part of the show. Every episode, as you know, if you're a long-time watcher or if you're a first-time watcher, this is what they do. They always do a commercial in character halfway through the show. So it's a, it's a actually interesting way of po- product placement. So usually it's some kind of product that they're usually going to show already, and they actually do a commercial in character with that product. It's been Samsung TVs, uh, phones, remotes. Today's was a Toyota Camry. So they're driving and told the mixtapes and they're driving the Camry. And the whole stick is that Emma thinks the Camry's her best friend. <laughs> and of course, Maggie's her best friend. It's like, she's offended. So this whole thing. So the Toyota Camry was the product placement of the week this week on Playing House. And that's for you, Patrick. It is for you. So then we get back to the show. And so Dan's staying and they're, they're talking, having, having wine or whatever. And he decides he's staying for the whole weekend. Oh, he, I can just feel Maggie's daggers coming out of her eyes. Like, really? This is a girl's weekend. Are you staying the whole weekend? And she can't really be mad at him because he's following her. Which, have you been there too also? Where you're like, it's not really the dude's fault or the chick's fault. It's your friend's fault for letting them come and barge into your time together, right? Because they should be the ones to say, you know, I'm with my girl or my boy today or tonight or this weekend. I'll see you when I get back, right? That's what you want to have happen. So I could feel Maggie feeling like this is just not cool. But of course, she doesn't want to really show it too heavily because that just, you don't be too dramatic, of course. But of course, in their fashion, an argument kind of ensues over Dan doing, saying that I will do whatever you guys are doing. I will just blend in. I'll do whatever you guys are doing. I'll blend in. So the whole thing was, well, so you want to do whatever you're doing, then you should have a smoky eye also. We'll put makeup on you. <laughs> And he makes a joke like, well, I heard you be a good-looking woman or whatever. So she starts to fight about putting makeup on him. Emma's like, don't put makeup on my boyfriend. And they kind of get into this kind of slapsticky fight like they usually do. And they kind of stop for a second. Like, oh, okay, we're fighting over that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And then suddenly Emma's like, oh, I think we should go to bed. Then we should just go to bed because I want to wake up early in the morning when the sun rises. Because I love waking up early. And Maggie's like, no, you don't. Just I do. I like to wake up really early in the morning. I, I'm trying to, I know you all, you I don't, you've never done it before. Have you had friends? This is like a relationship show. I mean, this is completely, it's like playing house after dark. Let's talk, people. Let's talk about our relationships. What's going on here? Um, have you had friends who start acting different when they get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Start claiming things that ain't true, but they claim them in front of their man or their woman? This is what she was doing. Her whole thing was, I had to wake up early in the morning. I had to go for hikes. I like, no, she don't. 
And Maggie's like, uh, no, you don't, girl. You don't like any of that stuff. I don't know who you're trying to pretend you are. But she was trying to put up a kind of a front to Dan, which, of course, you find out later she's afraid to be herself. And he's like, but I met you, you yourself. Remember, you guys remember, they had a really cute meet cute. And, you know, they call those, but they kind of meet up really cute. They run into each other. He has tons of groceries. I mean, it was all cutesy. So she's being herself then. But she felt a little self-conscious about being herself. So she's trying to present herself in a different light that might make him, I don't know, just like her more or something. So it's kind of funny. Uh, and uh, maybe so they go to bed. And Maggie's like, great. All of a sudden, Spin Doctor starts playing there you go. Two princes. So you know what they're doing in the bedroom, obviously. Tie that back all together. The next morning, uh, we find Maggie cleaning the boat. Trying to get it all ready. The twins, of course, come by twinning and just being rude and all this kind of stuff. So they go off. And then, Ma- then Emma and Rabbi Dan come down late. It had been morning for a while. They did not get up early. And she's like, oh, you didn't wake up early. She's like, well, we're tired. You know how that, ha- you know, that kind of stuff. So that happens. And so Maggie's still annoyed, of course. And uh, they decide that they need to go and do this paddling thing. So they have this whole little kind of skit they do. It's really funny where Emma's in the boat first. No, Maggie's in the boat first. And then Emma. Then Emma's like, there's only two seats in this boat, so we can't, so I feel bad for Dan. So she gets out and puts Dan in the boat. Well, that's really weird. Why would Dan and Maggie paddle together? So then Maggie gets out the boat and it's Emma. Then they paddle off together, kiss in the middle of the lake, all this, all this dramatic, you know, romantic stuff. And Maggie's like, really? <laughs> really? So that's a good little chuckle over that one. So we're just basically we're seeing that Dan is taking over. He, and, but in a way, but, but Emma's letting him take over because she's just so, I guess in love, or I don't know if she ever said the word love, but she just seems so into him right now. And so poor Maggie's the third wheel on her own girl's trip. You know, once I was a third wheel, actually, I was like a 10th wheel, my own birthday. It was crazy. I was invited to a birthday party for myself in Palm Springs. And I was like, and I remember sitting at the table once, I was sitting at the table, all my friends and family were talking, no one was talking to me. How that happened? I'm like, it was my birthday. I remember we got to, we all stayed in this big giant junior suite. Like, I don't care, I'll tell the story. I don't care who's listening. My family listening, you all listen, you guys were bad. Get there, I go to the bathroom. There are no towels. All of them took a towel for themselves and didn't leave a birthday boy one at all. Crazy. I went off on them too. I got a towel, trust me, somebody hand me a towel. They were like, they were done. They gave me a towel. So I felt for Maggie. That's my point. I felt for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Oh, my God. So, later on, uh, Maggie and... Uh, later on, Emma and Dan get back. Maggie's, like, standing there talking. And apparently this is Loon, which I believe is a bird of some sort. Uh, they saw it. And it's, this is something that Maggie's wanted to see for a long time with Emma. So, that moment's gone, obviously. They didn't take any pictures. They didn't want to scare the Loon because the mother. So, they didn't take any pictures. And... Dan finished her puzzle. Oh, Maggie was pissed. So I've been working on it for three years. So I wanted to finish it myself. And he finished it. So he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then messes the whole thing up. When I saw that scene, I, I know it's just for TV and it was like a comedy, but I felt bad. It's like for three years, I put this, 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 this puzzle together. And he just in one move of the hand, that was it. 
Done. So that's when Maggie and uh, Emma go outside, have a little fight, a little argument. And she kind of brings up to her, this whole weekend was their weekend, and you have him here, and you haven't asked him to leave. Like, and they're going back and forth, and it's a real, very realistic, just kind of conversation. And I mean, there's no name calling or anything, just like they're just going back and forth, kind of like, you know, this is our weekend, and this was important to me, and that would be important to you. And meanwhile, they realize, they look out, the paddle boat was not tied up. It's in the middle of the lake. It's like, ugh. So here's where the comedy comes in. We have a little moment of, of realness, a little moment of friendship realness, the comedy. They need someone's help to get that boat. Who do they have to go to? Our friends, the, the custer, I won't say cluster, Custerman twins. Oh, and they're eating it alive. Next step, they're in the jacuzzi. <laughs> the twins are all half naked. The two women are wearing Clusterman lemonade t-shirts fully clothed in the jacuzzi. Uh, they're like, okay, keep your hands where you can see them. They're drinking lemonade. The whole episode of drinking lemonade was like, I'm like, there's so much lemonade we get on my nerves after a while, but they kept drinking lemonade. And so they were funny. So they were talking to them. And meanwhile, in the jacuzzi, Maggie and Emma have a, a further talk about how she's not acting like herself, that Emma's not acting like herself. So they kind of go back and forth. Again, they're all slapsy. They start kind of fighting each other. The two dudes like it, of course. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. They're like, we're fully clothed. I'm not going to see nothing. They don't care. Like, sure, it's two chicks fighting. Why not? That's kind of funny. And then Maggie brings up what I just said earlier in the show. What about Mark on the couch playing the video games? You guys almost kissed. You were into him last week, your ex, and suddenly now you're into Rabbi Dan. See, I think they're leading us into something. That's what's going on there. So she kind of stops. Then the twins tell this really sad story that their dad died at Christmas and they're starting a fund in his honor. Their dad's name was Bing and they're starting a Christmas fund in his honor and that's why they want to win the contest so they can, you know, money for them. The girls buy it. They're like, okay, that's fine. We won't compete. You guys, we'll just, we'll just, just, just you do it yourself and, and good luck to you. So the next day, uh, they decide to, actually go out on the boat on themselves. It's kind of a good time. But first, Emma tells Dan that she hates hiking. She doesn't like waking up early. And she hates jam bands. <laughs> she just tells him everything. He's like, okay. He still thinks he's going to try to sell her on the jam bands. She's like, uh, no. He was like, I think I'm going to do it. He goes, no, no. So that's kind of funny. But they really made up. And was like, oh, that's fine. They're going to still be together. He's okay about it. Um, then we cut to a little later and, uh, Emma and Dan are like in front of the boat doing something like we can't see what they're doing. Uh, and then, and Maggie, well, I almost looking out her name. Maggie walks out and she's like, what are you guys doing? They step aside. And this is, this is where, this is what Playhouse does so well. It's like, it's, it's comedy, it's slapstick, it's realism. Then they throw a heartbreaking thing in. That's why they do, they do friendship. So I know that, I know the leads are friends in real life and all that stuff. So it kind of adds to it, but. It's so good. So when they step away, they name the boat the Charlotte after the baby. Because, of course, and I know nautical stuff myself, all boats should have a name. When they're in, when they're in like a marina or, or somewhere, they should always have a name. So they named it the Charlotte, and it was Dan's idea. So there's hugs all around. The girls decide they're going to paddle boat on their own, grab some Chardonnay. Sounds good to me. And they're gonna just pat. going to be in, just be with everybody else, and not really not gonna compete because they want the twins to win for their dad. So they're out there and they're palboing, they're talking, they're, they're drinking their wine. Then the phone rings. I'm not gonna answer it. 
It's Dan. Well, maybe you should answer it. You sure? So Emma answers it. Well, thank God she did. Because it's Dan calling from ashore, staying next to the dead dad. He's like, um, I'm staying next to Mr. Clusterman, who's not dead at all, and he's alive and well. Oh, I guess they lied. It was so funny. Was, I had a feeling he was alive. I had a feeling they were lying. But it was just kind of funny they did that. And then the girls are pissed. So I'm thinking they're going to go and try to win the race, but they really had no chance to win the race. They were just so blind. They decided to go after the twins. So often they're paddling and paddling, and they come, the twins are like they're coming right at us, and they knock them off their boat. So nobody wins. Except for Maggie and Emma, they win in their friendship, of course. So that's, that's the, you know, so they win. But the twins don't win either. So I'm kind of like, it was kind of a fun little thing. Um, and that's basically what the episode was about. I, I usually, I just think that every episode, they really delve into their friendship and some of the complexities of the friendship. Um, and it's just one of the best ones on TV. I mean, it just, it just seems so real. I said there's, there's slapsticky stuff and there's other side characters that are kind of, you know, bizarre or whatever, but the two of them really carry the show and they really do it. They do it so effortlessly. That's what I like about the show. They just really show friendship, a really good friendship, what it can be and that it's not perfect. And everybody has their quirks. But you can really, if you love each other and care about each other and come from a place of kindness, you can really work well together. And that's some laughs along the way, right? So the Girls Weekend actually turned out better than they expected. Even though it wasn't fully just girls, they had a really good good weekend. And it's a lesson for all of us to learn and adapt when it comes to our friends. I think it's, I think it's a great message. Um, so I guess it's time for predictions. <laughs> And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> I just love that. Um, so I'm thinking, so now we have two episodes next week. And these are the last two. I mean, can we just season is over? I mean, it's just so fast. Only just eight episodes. So they're doing an episode before and then the season finale um, right after that. I think from what they showed, I can't tell if they showed scenes from both or just the next one because I couldn't tell. But I see that Mark's dressed like he's from the 70s <laughs> in one scene. So, obviously, there's going to be some slapsticky kind of situation happening. Um, I think I'm going to go with Patrick. He said last time, I think Mark and Emma are going to kiss at least in one of those episodes. They're going to finally kiss and realize they have feelings, and she's going to break up with Rabbi Dan. That's going to be my major, major prediction, that he was just here for a minute. He was just a way to get through to the other side. And that he's gonna, she's gonna ultimately want to try something with Mark because we've been waiting for that for the last season and a half, obviously, right? And they've been fast tracking this so fast. So I think that's what's gonna happen. And for Maggie, what I predict for her, I really don't see that much change because she's now she's gonna be going to back to nursing school to finish her nursing degree. I don't know if they're gonna fast track it where we see her actually graduate this year, but maybe I'll predict that they're gonna show her go back to nursing school, like just at least her go back. And, uh, and then Kilo Shaw will be the same. Hopefully they will bring back her brother in the season finale. We miss him, Zach. And more of Bruce and Bruce's mom, who we love so much. She's so hilarious. Hopefully they'll all be in there. I predict that this, the ending, ending, ending will be a cute scene like last year. It'll be very nice and kind of neatly wrapped in a bow. Because I don't know if this is the third season or not yet. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. So I think it'll be a nice, warm ending. So those are, those are my predictions. 
So this is another episode of the Playing House After Show on AfterBuzzTV.com. You can find us on YouTube at AfterBuzzTV.com, of course. And you can look. We have a bunch of shows on there. I'm on like 20 of them. So you can find me. If you want to see more of me, you can find me on all kinds of stuff. Tonight, I'm on the Impastor After Show and Lachey's Bar After Show a little later on tonight. And tomorrow, I'm on Big Brother and Under the Dome. And then every Sunday, I'm on Dishon Days, of course. Uh, and that's all on AfterBuzzTV. Find me at Black Hope LA on Twitter, James Lott Jr. on Facebook. Um, the superorganizeruniverse.com is my blog, and every Friday morning, my radio show on adrenalineradio.com at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week when we have the season finale. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 